0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now,
0: your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode. I have no idea. But before we before we get going, I'd like to be a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, Go over, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off, and they'll take really good care of you. Um, Oh, before I forget, too, if you like this podcast, go over and check out some of our other ones, like High School Hoops, Coaching Youth Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. If you're looking for that one defense that will work against anybody, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, the the Rule of Three offense that will work at any level, go over and check those out. Leave a five-star review. You would like those. But also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's everything. It's what I it's what I would have wanted as a 27-year-old basketball coach. It's a roadmap to success uh, on and off the court. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I'm a coach. I understand how it goes. Go over and check it out. Kick, kick the tires around, see if it's for you. And if it's not, we'll part our ways and we'll say thank you and, and move on. But I, I guarantee you're going to love all the material and the material we're always putting in, um, teachoops.com. But anyway, have a great day, everybody. Let's head off the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited to join you today. Um, Coach Bill has kind of hacked Coach Unplugged, um, (laughs) but not really, uh, him and I started two things. We actually started Coaching Youth Hoops podcast a little over a year ago, but also we have uh, started a website to help coach youth coaches everything uh, get everything that they need to become a better basketball coach. Um, practice plans, a roadmap, um, mentoring, everything that you kind of need uh, to become a better youth basketball coach at a very affordable price over at coachingyouthhoops.com. And um, he uh, had some great guests that I thought all of you at Coach um, unplugged would enjoy so i thought i'd let i'd put these up and not only let the coach unplugged community hear it but also uh, obviously you can listen to the website or the uh podcast excuse me over at coaching youth hoops so hope you enjoy these couple that are coming out and uh have a great day bye
1: hello coaches and welcome to another episode of coaching youth hoops uh, I'm going to give. there's a warning along with this particular podcast. And that warning is you pull over. If you're driving, uh, make sure you're buckled in. You got a notebook ready because you guys are in for a treat today. We have legendary. I say legendary coach on the know You guys fixing his hair, uh, legendary coach. He goes by the name of doc, just three simple letters. You can't forget that. We'll call him doc. Uh, over seven hundred wins as a Pinewood High School girls coach in Los Altos, California. Another Bay Area coach. I'm bringing you guys six-time Division Five California State champion, or is it ten now? Are we up to oh, ten? That, that was an embellishment part, right? But six—that's <laughs> that's amazing, coach. Twenty-five league championships, thirteen sectional championships. I get that right. Ten NorCal championships. 2014 Coach of the Year. This is State of California, guys, okay? It's 40-plus years of high school coaching experience. What? How? How? we got to dive into that one. Uh, shooting coach for the famous Jeremy Lin, one of my favorite players. Uh, I love that guy. I watch. I love watching him play. Uh, also, nickname of the King of Hop. Not the King of Pop. Let's not get that wrong. The King of Hop. For his focus on the hop shot, which I have watched every video I could on the hop shot. And that's the only shot I teach and I prefer. Did you know that my self-proclaimed name is the Shot Whisperer? So We got something in common, which we haven't talked about that. So we can shout. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Coaches, we are going to talk today about player development. And we have the perfect, perfect coach to talk about that, Doc. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, thanks for having. Dude, that me. that was about five minute intro.
2: I know, I, dude. I,
1: Forty years of getting, coaching. I mean, that's amazing. To, getting so. close
2: to my nap time here. Yeah, that's why
1: I got,
2: <laughs> why I got a Coke Zero you to come, keep. There, me
1: awake.
2: Yeah. I don't get yeah. bored with hearing about myself. So that's amazing, on.
1: Coach. Yeah, I mean, how? So in the, in this world where you know high school coaches don't last that long, the parents get to you. The you know, the complaints come in, the administration administration comes down on you. You don't you have a don't maybe you don't have a winning season. That sounds like you guys have been winning for some time. So they keep you around. What's the secret, coach? Wow. Uh
2: you know, do what you love, love what you do. I think the profit of coaching uh when I was younger was more there was more profit to it. It was more of a noble thing to do. Being a, a coach, I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. Oh, it's noble. But as things have gone on, and now we're 2023, 20, I always tell tell the fable story of mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes we feel like we're we're country club employees. Can I clean your clubs? What time is your tea time? We have a we have a, <laughs> you know we've got a scramble going on on Saturday. Uh, can I get you a towel? Thank you, sir. We've You've got a $100 gift certificate in the gift shop. You know, I'm not here to, you know, I, I, I'm here to work with you as parents to make your child derive the benefits that they want to derive from, from playing sports as far as an extracurricular activity and uh, to ignite that passion uh, to get them to love the game. And uh, what we're talking about today is, you know the younger the younger kids i yeah. i i've coached all levels of kids um individually and as a team and you have to really learn who who you have to reach who you have to connect with uh to get them hooked on the game and that's what we're trying to do with basketball
1: yeah yeah definitely and uh so so let's let's dive into player development i mean there's a lot of things you go to YouTube, you can search forever, looking at videos. You can go to Google, look forever, uh, finding you know things about player development. There's a lot of confusion, I think, in the marketplace about what players need at what level, at what time, uh, what put age. Away
2: the cones, put
1: away the cones. You know, you know, now that you say that, that's been in my head since we so you and I talked a few days ago and put away the cones, and now all I see, the cones are just like these they stick out to me now in all these videos, right? And even if you watch, um, actually, it was a, a, something came across my Instagram and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these cones are not like beacons. They're sticking out. So let's start there. Because that that is cones. That's the cones. <laughs> let's start with the cones. Let's go
2: cones. Show me cones for 200 Alex. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why no cones? The no cone zone. So uh, what do you, what do you think, mean by uh, that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, In other words, basketball is an open skill sport. Mm -hmm. Um, Closed skill sports like bowling, archery, dance, things like that have very limited variables on what you have to master. But in basketball, you have to teach skills that they have to master so they can participate in that open skill sport. So what I like to do is explain there's foot skills and there's ball skills. The foot skills you have to develop at the youngest age are the ability to stop ability to start ability to cut the ability to pivot the ability to jump off one foot jump off two feet jump off one two and combine those elements into a progressive manner it's where you're 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 building a basketball player and then when you add the ball skills of shooting driving handling the ball passing the ball all those things you have to if they don't have good foot skills their ball skills don't mean anything so when you develop a basketball player you have to have Those things in mind, foot skills, ball skills. And then as a result of putting them together, you have offensive proficiency. For instance, if you teach them how to come to a balanced stop Mm -hmm. and they have to catch the ball, then you teach them to come to a balanced stop while they catch the ball and then they jump to shoot the ball. So but if they didn't come to a balanced stop and they didn't know how to jump correctly, then what's the use of teaching them to shoot the ball? So I'm just using that as an example as far as what a third grade coach can do to develop their person's ability there. And then the last thing you want to do is, you know, develop their sight skills in a way to where they make the right decision at the right time based on what's in front of them. That's where the game is. You know, I, I always come up with soccer as an example when uh, little little boys and girls play soccer. You know, when they're first and second grade, you're going like, God, there's 13 kids just kicking each other's shin and but then all of a sudden two or three years later it's like oh they understand space and it's not 12 people around the ball it's like oh they're recognizing that so the thing we have to keep in mind with the younger kids is brain development as well but with the younger kids I always like to tell the coaches that um if you have a team for four years, five years, from third through eighth, you can layer your coverage areas each year for them to master. And that's that's an important aspect to look at them as a third grader and go like, these are the things I want them to be able to do. I want them to stop. I want them to pivot. I want them to be able to cut. I want them to be able to start their sprint. I want them to be able to dribble the ball. I want them to have a framework of how to shoot a ball. I want them to be able to stay in front of somebody defensively. Cut! That's all we're doing. And looking them, looking at them in that standpoint of their development first rather than, well, what do I do with the team now? Well, you play man-to-man, and you have that person learn to stay in front of that person. And you have them learn uh, defensively that, okay, you might have to give some help. But their brains aren't ready to do that. Their brains are not ready to do that. But if you just stick them in a – they were playing a 2 3 zone with their hands up. Get your hands up. You're not making them get better at something along the line. Or you can go another route, Vivek Vanadive. When you coach a 12-year-old team, you just have them press the crap out of that team, and they don't have the vision, decision, execution skills or the length or the strength to make the pass that beats them and just get your self-esteem raised because you won the NJB championship in L.A. because you were just pressing the hell out of the other team. It's like, great. None of those girls – really played anything more than high school, but they won a national championship at 12 years old. Oh, Vivek, you're genius. You're a genius. No, we're here to develop their ability to play. And when you develop their ability to play, you make them better. And when you make somebody more skilled, you open up love of the game. Like I'm making more shots now. This is great. So our job is to hook them. So, okay. Am I done? All right. See
1: ya. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Yeah, well, and I was just going to add, uh, and if you're listening to this, you got to go over to YouTube, because I think what you're missing just by hearing is you're missing Doc's visuals. So uh, very animated. <laughs> and I think that's why the kids probably love you. You have a uh, I don't know. Is it OK to say your age? I don't know if you're, you know, I'm
2: 69 and 69. I you, Bob, you got an energy the of Bob. a 30 year old. When, when you coach a little girl, little boy's team, you got to be the Bob Barker of basketball to That's where right. you make it fun to be there Yeah. when they're there for an hour, they had fun. But from your standpoint, as a coach, you wanted to make it functional fun. Yeah. Right. when you thought functional, the first three letters of functional is fun, mm-hmm. functional fun, you know, to where there is a purpose to what you're doing.
1: Well, let's dive into two things. I mean, I, I took notes while you were saying this here and, and the first thing sure. is, uh, what is, run me through a 60-minute practice for a youth coach. Um, and Um, We might have to break this up a little bit. So let's say K through third or fourth, and then fifth through eighth. Like what does that sure. look like?
2: Sure. I think it depends on where you are with them, if you've already covered how to come to a balanced stop. And there, there are different types of jump stops. And the term jump stop is kind of a, kind of a term that doesn't fit the description of what you want them to do. You want to come to a balanced stop. You don't want to jump to stop. So when I'm working with a younger kid, I I want feel phrases. I want things that they feel. I want it to come to a quick stop. You take off one, you land on two, take off one, land on two, take off one, land on two. And then when you develop your ability to catch a ball, it's like throwing the ball and now you're going to catch while you take off one land on two. So, a certain amount of footwork at the start of mm. everything now obviously a lot of times coaches are limited to space and baskets yeah. and how many kids they have and time allotted um and try and make that into fun well some sort of warm up should be footwork oriented where they 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 come to group jump stops and after you progress from there group jump stops and pivots and then teach them to jump stop and then jump and have them learn to cut to where they make a, a stamp cut. And then after you do that, where they're warmed up, then you introduce a ball to it. And they work, go over like stationary ball handling to where they work on their crossover without a cone, of course. There's two different types of crossovers. There's two different types of spins. There's two types of behind back, around the back dribble. And there's two types of between the legs dribble. So you've got third graders. Are they going to be able to do a between the legs dribble in third grade? No. No, no. You want to teach them the easiest one to do, which is a crossover dribble and you want them to do it. So when you progress, I will use that as an example. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent in terms of teaching skills. When you progress with a change of direction, dribble a crossover, well, they have to do it stationary first and stationary with their head down to where they're seeing where the ball goes down.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then you've already taught them how to cut. Then you time the cross in co co uh what's the word in simultaneous to the cut and you put it together and then as they go on they can do it against the defensive player but oh wait a minute you've already taught defensive footwork where they've already learned to shuffle the right way not gallop the right way but shuffle i don't teach sliding anymore i teach turn and run turn and run and a different plane a great guy for um Coaches, our youth coaches, is to look up Lee Taft, T-A-F-T. He's a movement basketball specialist. My teams have always gotten compliments how fast they are. No, they're not fast. They just have great basketball speed. They can cut. They stop and balance. Um, They stay in front of people. Their first step is quick. Basketball is a game of balanced stops and short sprints. And when you look at that player, you have to teach them to make sure that Every movement they have when they start should be a negative step or a split stop, and that gets into detail. But when you watch people move their feet, you have to get to full speed as fast as you can. The negative step has a negative connotation. Well, what do you mean? It's a negative step. You? What do you mean? You're going in the wrong direction? <laughs> no, no. This gives you a push off angle right. to be as explosive as you can. And I teach this with my seventh and eighth grade PE kids that have no footwork foundation whatsoever but by the end of the time that you're with them people look at them and go like whoa they're they're really they move like athletes well, yeah I can come up with a story with I went back to uh, Taiwan and China with Jeremy after the year after Sanity in 2012 and that the the camp was set up in a way that he was there for the first three hours it's a 12-hour camp six hours in the morning, six hours in the afternoon. He was there for the first three hours. And then the afternoon he didn't go. He went to train the next three hours. I handled it. And then he came back. And then when he came back the second day, I said, what do you you want him done? Well, let's let's warm up first. Okay, well, let's uh, I I want them to work on their cuts. Okay, we'll work cuts, we'll work stop cuts, work stamp cuts, stutter cuts. And we'll work this, we'll work that. And then after 15 minutes, he looked at me and go like, what did you do with them? And you're like, I I made them basketball players. They they cut like an athlete. They they can stop cut. They can they can dribble the ball and cross over at the right time. He says, I can't believe the progress they made in two days. And I said, That's why you paid me big bucks to come over with you. You know, <laughs> I'm a teacher. You're a professional. I'm professional at this. So um, so when you design a practice, obviously you have to start out easily. And then after a warm-up and after ball handling, we usually get into shooting mechanics. Uh, I, I regardless of the age, it's all about shooting. Um, people now are starting to accept that reality as basketball is an accepted truth now that you know everybody on the team's got to be able to shoot. and that's a thing that I've given other clinics on, you know, progressing and developing shooters um in a in a way that well you can't have a 5th grader shoot threes it's like if they do everything biomechanically correct and everything is working together you can make somebody into a decent shooter so i don't want to get in quickly into the we'll
1: save direction. that one for another that, that uh, might be another thing or, that, yeah.
2: <laughs> or they can they can email me or they can watch my clinic on system basketball or coach's clinic on coach tube i think it is yeah coach tube yeah very easy to make somebody have good shooting form, and I've changed yeah. my way of teaching within the last five or six years of that. So, but basically, basketball's got to flow. You have to keep them busy. I mean, there's no dead time. After an hour, they got to be sweaty, and and maybe after some ball handling, you play dribble knockout or dribble tag, or you have you know some of the great games for little kids that are not the goal. It's a you know a small sided game, but keep away. You know, just playing away, mm-hmm. you know, or playing ultimate ball where you set up end zones in either part of the the gym and you have one team on the other, one team on the other. The reason I call it ultimate ball is because it's like ultimate frisbee where they have to make pass and receptions and get the ball into the end zone. And it teaches them catching and passing with the right angle, making strong cuts. Well, when, when did you do that? Well, you did that the first day. You teach them how to cut. And so all those things are progressive to where, um,
1: would it be like end- five on five, no dribble? Like yeah. Full court? Same yeah. yeah, same thing, same thing, except okay.
2: you have end zones, yeah, like a zone in football, and they you just have to throw the ball in
1: there. It say it again, you just have to throw the ball, get it in the, in the net, or whatever. No, 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 zone? You don't
2: throw it in that, it's an end zone. Like in oh, football. You throw oh, gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah gotcha. oh, you ever seen ultimate Frisbee? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Except you, you play it, it with a ball. The
1: gotcha. Okay. You just play yeah, with a yeah, the
2: ball. Yeah. Yeah, they learn sense. about cutting, about space, about getting open, about passing angles. We do it with my girls at high school level. And you'd be, you would be shocked yeah. how they just don't see the game well, because when they were younger, they did two ball dribble until they could throw up. And they did cone dribbles, and yeah. they did defensive slides, and they did weave, and they were standing around doing nothing. They weren't, they weren't engaged in an hour of practice. And it's really, really important that um, the coaches that are watching this understand you are the reason they will love the game. You are the reason. And if you have a practice plan where they are sweaty at the end, they took a lot of shots, they have a smile on their face. They learn to be fun to play with. They're going to want to come back. They're going to love the game, and it relates to your comment about, you know, the numbers of basketball participation with females going mm-hmm. going down. A Go bit. down,
1: yeah. So okay, so uh, what I heard if I'm sorry if I'm a if I'm a young sorry coach, I'm rambling. No, you're good. There's there's just a lot of nuggets in there. Uh, footwork emphasize footwork at the young age at every age, but really at the young age, don't get caught up into. So, so basically what you're saying, no Princeton offense for my third grade team. Is that, so I should remove that from the. Well, <laughs> as
2: long as they know how to cut and come to a stop <laughs> and pivot cut, that's all right. That's, that's okay. Yeah, okay. That's
0: that's okay. <laughs> uh,
2: but that gets into another thing about,
0: yeah.
2: you know, um, robots and things like that. But, uh,
1: no, so, well, of- at the high school level, do you, do you,
2: uh,
1: I mean, where's the emphasis,
0: you know, how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
1: There's, you know and and i bring that up because it's always you know offense offense equals scoring kids like to score therefore more emphasis on offense right that's a mentality so when you're thinking about an offense because you what triggered me when you said that is this like oh i move here and now i go here this person you right i'm a robot right yeah i don't believe that either because that's yeah. not you can't script it that's You know, the defense does something else. The girl is off a half an inch on her cut, which throws off, you know, the universe. So, talk to me about offense.
2: Oh my God, you're not going to be able to talk for the next half hour. (laughs) Uh, uh, when we get back to that ultimate ball game, they learn about space. Uh, you know, when you talk about football, it's separation. You talk about soccer, it's moving to space. When you talk about uh, basketball it's also about space get open and stuff well what does that mean it's like it's all about achieving space as an offensive player and defensive player has to take away space and that's that's related to that when when I teach our offense I mean there's several often. you run dribble drive motion you run read and react you go Princeton you go you know uh, Phil Jackson what was that triangle you go this you go that mm-hmm. When we play offense, it's all about creating advantages and you can do that in many different ways. But I, when I teach offensive basketball, I invert it back to four and O five on O spacing to where every time somebody drives, everybody's moving into spots. And if you're moving into spots, you're creating a long closeout and put it together here. If my team all has 0.6 catch and shoot release times because they learned it from the king of hop that they make (laughs) a good first touch decision on that catch to whether they're open or not. If the person is within six feet, I'm going to go by him. If they're there in the catch, I'm going to move the ball. This is the and and if they're off six feet or more, it's gone. It's in their eye. So that type of mentality, the ball is always moving. You know, I'm going to shoot it, drive it or move it. And training your players to make this good first touch decision is something that requires a thing every single day. So when they catch the ball, they always catch with their ball in the air, feet in the air. Um, they plan to shoot and react to attack. In other words, they don't catch and see if they're open. They recognize they're opening right away. This is advanced stuff that you can't teach a third or fourth grader. So I'm getting offline with that. Yeah. But If I were to get a player that had ball in the air, feet in the air from the third or fourth grade and they could have a nice catch and shoot off a hop and they could make a basic first touch decision to drive in the right way with great footwork at a good pushing angle with a nice 45 degree wide stance, then I'm going to be able to build this player. From the second floor up instead of, oh, my God, this girl can't even. She, some, some girls don't even haven't been taught ball near feet near. Some girls yeah. haven't been taught jump to the ball defensively. It's like I'm not talking Swahili here. It's, <laughs> it's a basic tenet, a biblical tenet. Thou shalt jump to <laughs> the ball on every pass. Not You know, it's like I just want to say to him, and I might offend somebody when I say this, who coached you? Who coached? Because if you didn't get coached that, you need to get your money back. You need to get your money back because this is a basic basketball trait playing fundamental sound defense. And you know this being a coach. And it's like, okay, put away the cones, put away the two-ball dribble. I'm not sure you want to teach a step back to a six-year-old. You know, I don't think that's, (laughs) you know, they're just teaching what they know. So they don't understand it from – A motor learning standpoint of what a little kid can do. So our offense is based on creating advantages. And the the reason why our team is successful is because every girl can shoot. I'm gonna give an example last night that might offend some people. Why did the Warriors win last night?
1: Because they could shoot, they had more shots than they did. Okay, and who did
2: who who did not play last night?
1: (laughs) Let me think about that. One. I thought about that too during the there game. There was, was thinking, more
2: space hmm. on the floor because Draymond yeah. and Looney yeah. can't hit a bull in the ass with a snow shovel outside. You <laughs> can help off those guys, right? Yeah. Well, now yeah. Draymond's terrific. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's terrific defensively. Just blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't. Here embraced- comes the hate
1: mail already. It's not even aired yet. We're getting hate mail. Yeah, in. yeah. But believe me,
2: <laughs> believe me, he, believe me. Draymond had a chance to work with me, and he didn't. He didn't take it, so he'd be a different player now. I guarantee it. He'd um, be a Steph Curry. look
1: like Steph Curry and Jeremy Lin combined. Is that right? You ever,
2: <laughs> well, no. I
1: want I you mean, to picture that's that. The
2: thing. That's the <laughs> thing too, when you're related to the younger kids that were dealing dealing, the coaches over there is that you set the foundation for them shooting for him. You can do it. It's yeah. like, well, that's right. And you don't. You don't teach them like you were taught get your elbow in, hand underneath the ball, you know, step into the shot, put a lot of arc on it, go straight up and straight down. All those tenants that we were taught are totally untrue, totally untrue. So if you buy my shooting video at 39 no, I don't have any videos on there, but it's free on some of these things I did. You can make somebody a shooter. Well, you know, when I work with high school kids or college kids, you know, I'm like, or talk to their coaches, like, "Well, I can't change their shot." You sure as hell can.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You can somebody better. You can augment their shot. You can make it's it. It's them
1: better. who definitely, you know, what I always hear on that. They just uh, uh, and go through this. Well, that feels awkward. Of course, it's awkward because it's new. Well, it doesn't feel right. right. Well, it's because for the last whatever ten years, twelve years, thirteen years of your life, you've been doing it wrong. Right. Right. Why do you right. think you're? Why do you think the ball's not falling? Right. Or, yeah. hey, well, coach, it's going in. Well, what's your shooting percentage? What's your free throw percent? What's your shooting percentage under pressure? Well, OK, well, let's, you know, it's yeah. yeah. time to sit down yeah. and talk. Yeah, about that, that. That. yeah. That's, so that's why that's, they call me the shot whisperer. I could change anybody's shot.
2: That's whisper in your I, ear, coach. let me tell you. And let me ah. just give you a hint. I'll give you four things. Jump quick after you jump. Land with your feet in front. Where's the ball when you jump at your waist? Keep your arc down, mid-40s. You can be a human Noah machine just with your eyes. And with those four things, you can make a shooter better. When I work with 7th and 8th grade PE students, I work rhythm first, the rhythm of shooting, rhythm of anything. I go rhythm first in every skill I teach now in PE, whether it be bowling, whether it be golf, whether it be uh, Frisbee golf, throwing a Frisbee uh, hockey, anything is rhythm it's shifting your weight, transferring your weight at the right way. And basketball shooting is a sport where you've, you can't have any hip rotation and you have to stay on your line. Well, mm-hmm. you have to teach them the rhythm first of just jumping with the ball at their waist. So many times coaches make a mistake <laughs> because they bring mm-hmm. the ball to a pocket. And they jump with the ball. No, no. The ball's at your waist when you jump. Ball is at your waist when you jump. And even with pros that I've worked with, not just Jeremy Lin, but I've helped some other guys with their shot as the shot whisperer, they're not jumping with the ball. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. I'm going to get my shot blocked. Dude, you got your shot blocked because you weren't open. You know, that's (laughs) why. You You should have
1: drove there. You should have drove. Okay. So I, so I came up with a little saying for that uh,
0: hey coach i hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as i am couple things first of all stop that treadmill go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better 14-day free trial resources community office hours you name it we got it it's hulu amazon prime and netflix all put together with mentors with community with coaches that want to help each other with me one-on-one call someone that's been through the battle so go over and check it out also pause uh go look at uh uh go look at uh, itunes and leave a uh, review we would really appreciate that those five-star ones really help a lot talk a to you
1: soon for that and i don't know is because i uh i heard maybe watched your videos and it was like okay i got to relate sound bites right sound bites work with kids so i go ball to the thigh right so ball catch to the thigh so you're loading right uh ball to the thigh thumb to the eye hand to the sky, right, Good. and follow through. So it's just like, and I say you got to do that in rhythm then, right? It's not just like right. one, two, three. It's like it's, you know, mind I always do a count of one, almost. right? Yeah. One. Yeah. one well, mine right? is spring snap
2: sweet oh. Spring with your feet. One of the things that's not emphasized or talked about is a consistent jump every time. If you're using your legs when you that's shoot right. a ball, you have to jump the same way. You can't, so that's when it just pisses oh, me off. I work with Girls now, high school girls, their shot is just like, I don't want you to bend your knees after you catch the ball, babe. You know, you're, you are you got to spring when you do it. When you spring when you do it, that adds power oh, to, my God. That oh, adds to your funny. shot. This you have great. to be springy, boing, boing. I'll yeah. show them videos. of All the best shooters have a quick jump. Giving an example of, you know, will people get a vision, look how high Russell Westbrook jumps and powerfully jumps. That's why he's a terrible shooter because he jumps with too much power and he's he takes it and his upper body throw. If he jumped like Clay and Steph and Lillard and Trey Trey uh Trey Young and Kevin Durant where it's quick, efficient, low, uh, consistent, athletic, elastic but just bouncy like jumping Yeah. Point, point, well and point. again it comes back That's, to
1: what you've been talking about it's footwork. It's footwork yeah. it starts with the feet. Yeah. Your shot it's starts with the feet. I was, yeah, right. The but uh, the thing and, is,
2: you have to be with the younger players when uh, when I say the word. Now I'm going to get your reaction to this, yeah. Bill. When I say boing, 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 what do you what do you think about when I say boing? Like kangaroo, boing, right? Boing. Like this,
1: that's, right? What right.
2: are you doing? It's a spring sound. Spring, right? Yeah. Boing, yeah, boing, boing, boing. Yeah. Well, that's what I want them to feel when they shoot. They're springing yeah. up. And when I give the term snap, I want to snap your wrist. Yeah. That gives the feeling, oh, my hand goes through the ball. Follow through, hand through the ball, snap your wrist, flick your wrist. I've had to tell a girl that has so much power on her shot. It's like, I, are you on steroids or something or, or <laughs> what? You, I need you to flick. I need it to be a flick because you have all this lower body force pushing yeah. into the ground, springing into your shot. And now I need you to be softer with your upper body so you have a better control of it. So, and the flow of your feet going forward or the sweep of your feet. I stole this from uh, Paul Hoover and um, ProShot, uh, Matt Williamson as well, is that your feet have to feet flow forward. So I'm, I'm working with one of my former players who's starting her own business at uh, her name is Hannah Jump. She plays at Stanford. She's a great shooter and I said, I have I have tips for you because you're going to be working with younger girls. I mean, they look mm, up, mm. Hannah, jump. Oh, my God, I get to work with Hannah, jump. Yeah, I want you to be great at it. So here That's are right. my tips for you in terms of you don't even put a ball in their hand first. You just have them jump like they're shooting. And you first have them jump with their hands on top of their head. They look and feel terrible. And then I want their arms to be right here where I shake hands with somebody. And I want them to use their arms to help them jump and have them feel the rhythm. And then after that, their, their feet flow forward like a leaf falling down from the sky rather than a broad jump forward. And then after two minutes, if somebody were to walk in the gym or even a parent watching their kid you know, get a lesson, they'll go like, damn, they look like Clay Thompson. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> they're flowing forward. They yeah. have good rhythm, the rhythm of hitting a tennis stroke, Freddie Couple's golf swing, Ernie L's golf swing, you know, to Clay Thompson shooting a ball uh you come up with all these visuals of people doing things in perfection that's your goal That's easy to attain with a young player and so just
1: to visualize this so um let's say i have i'm I'm lining my and i'm going to do this exercise i have all my players lined up along the three point arc right now okay Mm -hmm. their feet are behind the arc right first off um when they when you're practicing the the flow forward when they actually land now they are landing they should be their foot is on the other side of the arc
2: both feet yeah both feet both feet completely you got my feet here here, here. Uh, so when i land
1: there you go yeah i I see
2: can you see that yeah Uh, and your shoulders stay back
1: when your shoulders shoulders do stay stay back okay that's really important.
2: Stay back. You don't. So your
1: feet are out front, out in front, and your shoulders are back. Got it. Okay. Correct, I'm gonna work on that correct. tonight. And that's you can do
2: that with a third grader.
1: Yeah, you can absolutely. Do that with a
2: third grader. Well, no. Absolutely. And they feel no. the rhythm because some clown will tell them, "No, I want you to start your shot right here." You know, it's like, dude, no, no. your shot starts with the jump at your waist. I'm not telling you to shoot it at your waist. I'm sure. telling you to shoot it where you normally shoot it, but I want you to jump and shoot the ball. And sometimes I have to put my hand on top of their hands, like, no, you're using your arms to help your jump. So you're using your arms for two purposes: to bring the ball up, but yeah. it also bring you up. So uh, that's the first thing you attack with younger players. And it's like you know the coaches that I hear talk about, well, I I'm not going to let them shoot threes until they're in the seventh grade. And it's like, what? You know, if you teach them to shoot the ball properly, they can shoot. And as a result, what's going to happen? They're going to win. You know, they get into their,
0: (laughs) they're going to win. Oh my God.
2: All these kids on their team can shoot threes, you know? And it's like, okay, that's, that's part of it too. We all have egos and want to win. And that's part of it. So your goal as a coach with this is, I'm going to, and shooting is the most important skill in basketball. You have to cover it in third grade. Now there's lack of strength. Hand size is small. Don't be obsessed with art. Get your hand underneath and make it. They don't have that. They'll they'll use their hand a little bit. Okay. As long as they're flowing forward, but then as they get older, their hands get bigger. It's more comfortable behind the ball and they're going to be able to do it. So, so many times I'll, I'll have to talk dads down off the cliff that, is not have perfect form. It's like the dude is nine years old, you know, <laughs> as long as his rhythm is good, you know, and or they want him to make every shot. So I have to tell, and, you know, I have to tell people that where they're at right now for a seventh grader is way ahead of the game because they have a beautiful rhythm. They land and spring up when they shoot. They have pretty good follow-through, but the best shooters have two things in common. Is consistent form and they shoot a lot. And that's what you try and do with the players on your younger teams is hook hook them on the game, you know, to get in the driveway or get out in the street to their hoop, Um, have their dad rebound for them, have their mom rebound for them. So when I educate the parents about their kid, I I make them what I call the AC. You're the new, you know, you're going to listen to your dad. You're going to listen to your mom. They're the AC. What's that? It's like, well, that's you're. They're the art coordinator, so I teach them how to follow the flight of the Mm -hmm. ball, so it comes in at a perfect forty five degrees. Uh, Nobody, nobody really has access to NOAA machine, but everybody's been bamboozled in terms of giving shooting advice. That oh, she's been told her shot is flat. No, 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 dude, that ball's hitting the front rim. It's not flat you need to hit the back rim. You know, that part of it is most people miss short and I'll have them assess the fact that if one third of the ball hits the back rim, the ball will go in, all right? So there's about, I can't spread my hands wide enough, but the rim is like 19 inches in circumference, all right? The ball will go in if you put it within a 12 inch distance on it. And that's what shooting is, is distance control, force management, touch, muscle memory, however you want to say it. And part of that with the younger kids is getting them to feel the power, to feel their powers with the jump of their shot, spring power, not chuck and duck power. So I always ask people this, and I don't remember if we talked about it then, do you know what the theme of the Wizard of Oz is? I mean, the underlying theme, the symbolistic part, the message sent on the Wizard of Oz was the good witch saying it to Dorothy, you've always had the power. You just have to learn it for yourself. (laughs) Well, what you're doing with the younger kids is that they have the power. They just need to learn how their body works to work with the ball. Clay refers to it as you have water flowing from your feet all the way through your fingertips when you shoot. And he's not adhering to that all the time because sometimes his rhythm goes off and needs a little reminder through a little birdie I know to make sure you jump with the ball at your waist. When you notice when clay does not dip the ball and jump the ball with his waist, his percentage goes down. Well, how am I going to get my shot off? I have to speed up my release as a result of missing more shots. You shouldn't take the shot. You should drive then. So, um, I think one of my, uh, one of my acquaintances just did a shooting clinic last week for, uh, um coach uh coach Hart's uh system basketball brianna joy garza and i i love her because she exposes all the things i expouse. is that she she on some website they had stats that there were 12 made shots of people that did not dip the ball on outside threes 12 made wow the whole year last year the whole year
1: the whole wow. year wow
2: without dipping. And then people say, well, then you are not supposed to dip the ball. It's like, you're a quack. You're a fraud. <laughs> Everybody dips the ball. The ball this yeah. is where you jump with rhythm. Well, you're going to get the ball stripped. Dude, I'm open to shoot it. I have space to shoot it. I'm not going to get stripped. Well, I should drive it. Then if they're there on my catch and I have the ball right here, I probably should move the ball. I'm not open to shoot it. And that's the thing that yeah. you have to teach kids you know, is a definition of, of open, what is open? What is open? You know, oh, what is open? And
1: that's tough, right? That, how do You get really, open, but, you know, right. That's, but a little, that's starts with footwork. That's how you get open on those cuts, right? That's so, right. Got to get open. Strong up, cuts. You to get open. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You can't take
2: two, you can't take two gallops and then jog to get open because that pit bull yeah. doesn't want you to get it. And I have to educate my high school team on that. I'll just say to, and they sometimes think I'm blunt and just say you'll never get open like that. You're lowering my self-esteem. No. You're not going to get <laughs> open when you play when you play an athletic team. That's quick. That doesn't want you to get the ball. You have to make an explosive cut and come to a balanced stop as you catch the ball. And if they get this in 3rd, 4th and 5th grade, it's in them. It's a habit. It's like hitting the ball and running to first.
1: Well, let's do this. Let's let's this this will be a fun little exercise and I'm going to put you to the test here. So one thing we have to come back to, and I think this might be a fun PDF for you and I to create. Sure. Doc's 10 Commandments of Basketball. We're, we're going to do that one. So we're going to come back and uh, okay. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Right. Uh, okay. Here we go. You're ready. We have Let's, to have a beard
2: or something. Do I have a yeah, beard? and Maybe. Here, you yeah, know, right? Why not? Right, like, Mel, I can be, I'll generate I'll it through AI. Mel, Don't
1: worry about it. Or
2: I can be Mel Brooks breaking yeah. the 10 Commandments and
1: going, like, the five oh. commandments. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe you don't well, really
2: brooks fans do out there anyway um okay
1: here we go this is what we're going to do we're going to go through by age and i want your first reaction to these question okay. which is the one skill you would definitely emphasize if there's the only thing you were going to teach at a normal progression of an athlete third through eight okay it's the one one thing you ready Third grade, what would you teach? The only thing you're going to do for the whole year. Now, we know it's boring and all of that might be for the whole year, yeah. but you get Are it. Are you, you talking
2: footwork, a, a specific foot skill
1: or just? Whatever skill, foot skill, whatever you think, what would you teach at the third grade? If you're going to do one thing that they're going to be an amazing, all this third through eight, if they do these, they, they do these five things throughout, right? By the time they get to high school, they're going to be playing for you and starting and be balanced
2: stop. You know, Balance stop.
1: So third grade balance stop. Okay. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Fourth um, grade.
2: And understand the difference types you only of get balance one. stops oh, okay. as one. a result yeah. of coming to a balance stop. So when I start, mm. if I came to a balance stop, when you think of a between the legs dribble, yeah, you know, you're coming to a balance stop as the ball bounces between your legs. It's a different type of jump stop because your feet are at 45. Yeah. You're exploding the other way. Well, in order to be able to do that, you have to learn the basics of a balanced stop. And then you have to learn the basics of a, a stop cut in football. They call it a jump cut a a running back will be Mm -hmm. running and they come to a jump cut while they see somebody that's going to tackle them. And they read where they're lunging. They read where they're lunging and they evade them. Well, bottom line, you answer your question, balanced stops.
1: Balanced stops. Okay. Fourth grade. Um, Wow. Tough question. I know. Yeah, it is. Uh,
2: the progression. The thing is, break. is that you should want to cover six or seven things that they're able to do yeah. after third grade. You know, um, I would say a short sprint, bounce short, stop. Short sprint,
1: short sprint. So we got bounce stop, short sprint. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, fifth
2: grade. Uh, being able to shoot the ball. At a at a distance, out of that balanced stop or off a dribble. Now, keep in mind, if they didn't know how to come to a balanced stop,
1: correct,
2: uh, and they didn't know how to dribble they the ball, did. they couldn't shoot the ball off a dribble, or they couldn't shoot the ball off a catch. So, um, there's, there's a lot of uh, there's a. <laughs> it's almost like if the thing is your questions are great, absolutely fabulous, but you have a list. Of things in third grade. You want them oh, to cover. I know it's a list. And that yeah, list exactly. is right it's, there. Yeah. But then when they go to fourth grade, you still got this, yeah. and then you want this. So yeah. and, and to be I more know, specific tough. about it, it's like, okay, so every third grader, they're gonna know how to stop, they're gonna know how to make a cut, they're gonna have a crossover dribble. That's it in terms of ball handling. You're not gonna go between the legs, you're not going to go spin or around the back, something they're not going to be able to do. If they can do it, go ahead and pay $120, some clown trainer, they'll rip you off to be able to do that and have it not functional to anything, what they're doing, but you have a list. And by the time they get to eighth grade, they all can catch and shoot. They all can shoot off a dribble. They all have all change of direction dribbles. They all have basic man-to-man defensive principles of staying in front of of the person with the ball they all can jump to the ball they all can help and recover they all do those things in a progressive fashion so you can't really i know
1: it's a, i put you in a you don't say just oh, one, absolutely. What, do you want know. It, what do
2: you want to cover like, <laughs> like if i say you want to be able to come to a balanced stop it's like then the next thing is you want them to be able to do this it's like right. all this other stuff no no you cover that third grade so yeah. I hope I's helpful with that.
1: Yeah, no, you know, and, and I guess here what it I, I what I guess really truly what the point is is what I always hear from youth coaches and I'm sure you do too is, you know, they they're jumping five steps ahead. They're, you know, they're doing the behind the back, you know, dribble, right. spin dribble and everything else and and I, doing I think them wrong them, too, and, by the way. Like, doing, doing them wrong. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, and I think what we what we're trying to say is, you know, there's some, a baseline you need first and it starts with a lot of footwork and it right. starts with some basic dribbling drills and skills. And if you, if you have that foundation, then the next year you just layer a little bit more and the next year, a little bit more, the next perfect. year, a little bit more. You can't boil the ocean, right. Um, in third grade. Absolutely so, perfect. I can come yeah. up with an
2: example of a, a young gal that, uh, uh, it's like a she was six year old first grader, and the gentleman that called me said, "Do you know anybody that can, you know, would work with my six year old? She's got loves the game, this and that. She's been working with this college kid that has her doing two ball dribble and doing step backs, and she doesn't have basics in." And I'm going like, "Yeah, well, that's all he knows how to do." So I set her up with one of my uh, assistant coaches, and that's a classic example of you've skipped A through J,
0: you know, yeah. you're getting, right, right. You're getting exactly. into K.
2: Right. Yeah. They can't even come to a balanced stop. You know, it's like, okay. So when you teach somebody a step back, first of all, I call it a hop back because you're not stepping back. You're hopping you're back. Hopping back yeah. but when you when you're, when you're teaching that, what are you basically doing is a jump stop where you're jump stopping where backwards. Okay. So if they don't know how to jump stop going on the same plane, how do you expect them to jump stop backwards? It's like, but <laughs> these people that are, are that, don't understand the progression. It's not that they're mean or idiots or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, They, that sure they sure. just yeah. don't know where to start. And that's the purpose of what you're trying to do is to educate people to make it great for the kids. So they want to play more and enjoy more. And if they do that, they'll, they'll practice more. And what do you have? You have somebody that's a great basketball player. That's right. That's yeah. that's the goal is that's, yeah, the whole that's goal.
1: absolutely yeah, no, I, yeah, you know, I've said it before and said it on this podcast, you know, my goal is to positively influence a million kids in 10 years through the game of right. basketball, right? And yeah. You do that by educating the coaches and, and teaching the game the the right way, you know, having guests like you come on years of a lot more, you know, a lot, lot more years of experience than I have. I've uh, almost been coaching longer
2: than that. you've been alive. So you probably, uh, probably have so. 1977, my first basketball team.
1: I was so, six. <laughs> there you go, right there. There you go. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's why I said, Coach, I hope you're still pulled over and you're uh, taking notes on this one and definitely save this one and come back to it. But uh, let's wrap this up. So I think, uh, uh, in the nutshell, and you're going to, uh, you know, again, what I heard, the big takeaway for me, what I'm going to teach my teams at the young levels is definitely focus more on footwork than I ever right. have before. Um, Because
2: they can do that. You know, the strength differential, they can concentrate on great footwork. And look, look at Kobe and Michael Jordan. The thing that they're really, you know, people look at the dunking and this and that, but their footwork and balance is impeccable. Yeah, That's why they were good. And when you look at, you know, when I describe balance stops, And short sprints, I mean, every drive is a short sprint. You have to be able to accelerate and put your body at that. Well, if they don't get that in third and fourth grade, then you're just cheating them of getting better of of those things. And the thing is, is that no matter how much you know or think you know or don't know, there's always ways to get better. And you have to find the right avenues to be able to do that from people that know how to develop a player.
1: And, and I do have one more question because I think this sure. one comes up a lot uh, or it does come up a lot. And I think it would be good to talk about it really here. When we're talking about development. The, I'll, I'll call them, when I say this, there's always some kind of, I mean, offenses, you know, if the third grade level versus the eighth grade level, but these off the shelf kind of offenses, um, the read and react, the five out motion four out one in kind of concepts, the, you know, name your off the shelf. Yeah, I'm going to do this one, right? Um, the triangle, right? You you talked about some of these. Okay. Sure. So when do I put the, do I, when do I start thinking about, I'm a youth coach. I want to, you know, off the box, I'm going to do the read and react. When should I start thinking about that as a youth coach or not at all? What's your thoughts and philosophies um, on that?
2: Well, it's changed a little bit. That's for sure. Um, uh, another Resource for the people listening, watching it. Brian McCormick has, yeah, Brian's great. Yeah. let's basketball, Saba, small advantage, big yeah. advantage. Um, rather than give the ball to your best player and have them shoot all the time, um, he liked a high ball screen and have the person drive and find somebody with spacing, so they have to understand the space. Yeah, um, there's no particular offense. Uh read and react, I think, would be great. I mean, when I was – I just giving everybody the background, I was a high school coach up in 77, and then I started coaching my kids' teams. So, and, I, and I experienced the joy of another level of coaching to where it's embryonic stage. I mean, I'm developing these little players that yeah. turned out to be pretty good high school players because they had sound – sound fundamentals and functional fundamentals, but, uh, I ran flex, ah, you know, okay. yeah. I ran flex just to get them pass screen away, use that screen, get open, pass screen away. Okay. Move without the ball. But I think if I were to do it again, it'd be more layering it and read and react mm-hmm. to where you're going to, and have, have them layer that development as they get older, uh, to more layers of the read and react where you're going to pass, you're going to cut. Somebody cuts, you fill. Okay, pass and cut. The thing they don't teach there is you're a weapon on the catch. Um, Jay Wright gets credit for saying, you know, you'll never be more open than when you catch the ball. It's like, yeah. duh, teaching that for like 25 years for crying out loud. It's like, you are a threat on the catch. I'm a weapon right when I catch the ball. So think of it as a third grade coach. You've taught him to jump stop. You've taught him to spring when they're shot and you've given them like one-on-one work in terms of read the defender. And it's like, every time they catch the ball, they're hopping on the catch. They show them their, And I pass the ball. Now should you tell them to give a go cut or screen away or set a ball screen defense? That's, that's up to them. But just the thing I teach now with my high school girls and some of them uh, are don't, have the same mindset of playing some of them do uh John's players at uh, San Ramon Valley playing with their high school girls get how we play it's active spacing anytime somebody drives people are moving into space and if everybody is moving into space and they've created a, an advantage for in other words two regarding one and they pass it out to somebody and passing to Bill if he has a catch and shoot it's gone you know and uh when when you teach younger players to do, you want them to be able to make decisions with the ball. I call it first touch decision. We're getting into vision decision execution. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Probably we'll come not. Come back to that. Not, That'll be part. Two. Probably not good. So cut up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, good. Those yeah. things are something. Yeah. When you start an offense, you want to make it to where you're blending the skills you're developing into that. So there's no one offense to do, really at first, but there are concepts you want them to have for the rest of their life. I always use the example, hit the ball, run to first. Okay. So we all play baseball or softball or kickball. You kick the ball, you hit the ball. Where do you run? And they look at me like I'm nuts. Like, Oh, you run to first. Right. How do you know that? Well, that's, that's how you play. It's like, right. At some point in time, there are some coach that run right after you hit the ball, you're telling me to run. Well, that's right. action reaction. And if I'm at first and there's two outs and the ball's hit, go on go on contact. Go on contact. Ball's hit on the ground. One out, I'm going on the ground. Uh, so these are action-reactions. And basketball is the same way. Every time I'm guarding the ball and they pass the ball, I jump to the ball. Action-reaction. Yeah. Every time you catch the ball, ball in the air, feet in the air. All right. That's something they don't have to think about. So those drills that you create in your younger kids' practice – will evolve into them being offensive players that don't run plays. They just play, they drive and kick, they drive and find, they drive in space. So those principles of the drive motion really apply to when somebody is creating an advantage and where's the help coming from. Uh, And that's how you develop a player. You can do that in the younger ages too.
1: Well, yeah. And and, I, I created this offense. And it very, it's very—it's a simple offense because I would, this question always came up, and I call it ABCs. and right, so ABCs plural, which is always be creating space or always be cutting and screening. Right, sure. so that way it's just okay. It's like run to yeah. first. Okay, what do I do? Right, so I'm either creating Fabulous. space, and, it, or becomes I'm and screening. It, becomes yeah, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. No,
2: the so. great comment from one of my players. She is now a mother of two. <laughs> uh how old is Stacy Stacy's 37 years old and I showed a video on Facebook where we're going over four on four shell and I have three coaches former players jumping to the ball and short sprinting and it's like a clinic it's an absolute clinic and Stacy is 37 and her comment in Facebook was, I can still do this in my sleep.
1: (laughs) I love that.
2: And why? Because it's a habit that's created with repetitions. That's your job as a coach. Another story is um, I coached this boy I coached in 1992. John didn't play in college, but he played intramural Santa Clara. He came back to me and said, you know, I didn't know why. I was calling a screen and, and hedging and recovering back. I didn't know why I was jumping the ball. I didn't know why I was I was checking off after the shot. I didn't know why I was doing that. And I said, well, John, it's because it's in you. It's like you hit the ball, you run yeah. them first. But as a coach, you have to create those habits with repetition. And the problem with younger kids, not that it's a problem, is that you have to shave down what they want them to master but you have to make it fun and exciting it's not fun and exciting coming to a jump stop you know or or, or a balance stop you have to make it fun but after you do the basic stuff then you play games to get them to create that you know pass and jump stop as you and that's where you play keep away where they they have to jump stop as they catch the ball so yeah getting out of breath
1: well coach this has been fabulous Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Um, this, we could talk probably all evening. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll cut it here. We'll come back, uh, for episode two. So coaches, stay tuned for episode two, where we are going to talk about, uh, your framework. I, I think about it as a framework business guy. So I think about framework, uh, and which is your vision, decision and execution. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We're going to have Doc back on. Thank you, Coach. Have a wonderful evening. This has been fantastic.
0: My pleasure. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by Coach Collins, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. And then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, And then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.